Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where I'm delighted to be joined by Caroline Huick from um, actually from originally from Holland and Caroline's going to be talking to us today about taking responsibility for our own world. So Caroline, very warm welcome to you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Excellent. So tell us a little bit around um, your journey so far, Caroline, so we can uh, create a bit of rapport, a bit of empathy and get to know you. Yes. Oh, wow. So where do I start? Uh, Let me just start where I am now. I'm having my private practice as a transpersonal psychotherapist, which means that I, I don't work with traumatized people that much anymore. It's more about finding purpose, finding joy, being true to yourself and learning where you hold yourself back. And actually, I think it's the result of my own journey because I started off being very much traumatized. And of course, then I wanted to work with with people that were traumatized, especially with sexual abuse, uh, suicidal thoughts, etc. And um, but through the years, since my own insights evolved and I had these spiritual awakenings, um, the, the clients changed accordingly. So that's that's where I am now. Okay, so one of the um, one of the things I find as a consistency, Caroline, when I have these kind of conversations with uh, what I call spiritual warriors. Um, is the fact that invariably we've gone on this journey as a result of our own pain. Would that be a fair comment? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that journey that we started out on to essentially start to to heal our own suffering, because I I always discriminate, um, Caroline, between pain and suffering, because I think pain actually can be quite good. Yes. It's great leverage, isn't it, to change things? And there's great learning in it and there's great progression and growth in it. Um, Exactly. It it can definitely push you forward if you are uh, brave enough to look at it that way. And otherwise, it becomes suffering, I think. Yes. And and I think that word, you know, you've, uh, you've kind of just summed it up there. Because if we let that pain hang around, then pain plus pain, plus pain, then turns into suffering. And, you know, as we know, there's no there's no advantages, there's no benefits, there's no nothing. That is pure, it will just eat, eat you away and give you nothing in return. And leave you thinking that you're a victim. Yes. And that you cannot help it. Yes. Well, that's not in my uh, book. No, No. Um, and I think it's, and I suppose the purpose of this uh, conversation, Caroline, is to inspire listeners to say, look, 
you know, no matter where you are and how desperate the situation may seem at this given moment in time, the key word is it's a moment and it can be changed. You do have a choice. We really do. And to pick up on a word, Caroline, you used a moment or two ago, and it's not, you know, it's not a word that I kind of embrace with any kind of positive emotion, but that victimhood, and we do get embroiled in that, don't we? And we then we make conditioned statements like, yeah, but you don't understand what I'm going through, and you, it's all right for you. And, you know, as if we, you know, and I, if I can be allowed to talk about my own um, suffering and darkness and despair, you know, I was in that total sort of pit where nobody understands this, nobody cares, nobody's got a problem like I've got. This is totally unique in the world. Nobody's ever had an addiction before. Nobody's ever been involved in violence before. It's only me, poor old me. <laughs> yes. And that's what we do, isn't it? Of course. I, I mean, I've been there too. I, I, I come from, from abuse. Well, I'm definitely not the only one. I come from neglect. You know, I, I come from um, not being welcomed by, by my biological father. And so, of course, there was a lot of pain. And um, at, at some point when I was in my early 20s, I really thought there was no use in, in living. And what really pushed me over the edge is that then, and, and I mean, I'm talking like 35 years ago almost, but um, there I, I became a prostitute because I thought that I could call the shots. And I thought that now if I would be in control, then my life would be okay. And then I would have money and, you know, so all the things actually outside myself and the fantasy of, of being in power but actually it had nothing to do with it. And, and at some point I woke up and I thought, but you know, those guys, they come and go, they leave, they never give you a second thought probably. And if they do, so who cares? And then I thought, well, I, I might as well just quit because nobody is really waiting for me mm. to hang around and just be here, my miserable self. Yeah, that I mean that. Thank you for that. Um, that share, Caroline. That um, some would say. Uh, I mean, I know you know because of the you know the kind of um, dare I say the, the the emotional, the spiritual language that we use. Uh, you know, with ourselves and with each other. Um, that's not. Um, it's certainly insightful, and I think the significance of that is. And, and let me ask you a question, if I can. That was there that. Um, that that sort of decision to become a prostitute was that based on a deeper need for some kind of love and connection was or was it just not, was you not in that space then no no it was not about love and connection it was no. really calling the shots and being in control i think it was actually it was out of anger right okay that yeah. that, that need for certainty yeah yeah and yeah and I can I can resonate that very strongly because when I um, adopted and then I say now looking back adopted my drink addiction, which cost me so much in my life and that's what I did, although at the time I didn't know what I was doing, but that's the benefit of wisdom. 
But I adopted that drink addiction because it gave me a lot of certainty. I can control this. And I did control it because what's happened with that, Caroline, this is where I really resonate very strongly with what you've just said there. I would tell you when I was going to start drinking. And I would tell you six months later, almost to the second, when I would stop. So I, I called it my black and white existence. So my black phase of life was, right, I'm on a self-destruct mission because I've got no self-love. I've got all kinds of limiting beliefs, all this stuff that had been fed into me as a child about you'll never be any good and the violence that was meted out to match it. And that become, it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then when I made a mistake, as as people do, you know, what a simple thing, I don't know, dropping a bottle of milk, simple everyday thing that we can do and it's like all of a sudden this is a major major ordeal and these things that had been planted in my head around oh you see i told you you're useless i told you you're no good and then that would be met with more violence take that as punishment and all this kind of stuff so i adopted that that way of being so i yeah as i say i totally resonate with that that need for certainty because I think as a human need, we can meet our needs in very positive or very negative ways, can't we? Yeah, yeah. And I think when the chips are down, Caroline, it's it's quite hard to meet them in positive ways because we, we're at the bottom of this this kind of pit as we see it. So what's the way out? Everything's dark and everybody's against me and this everything's caving in on me. Now, what's happening? And I think this, um, this is what happens. Yes, and I really... I want to emphasize what you say, like you, you're almost at the bottom yes. of this pit. Because what I have found is when I was really at the bottom, I could all of a sudden push myself back up again. Mm. And I think that was really, it was really needed because, you know, I sometimes I make this uh, comparison with, with my clients that, I don't know how you how you say it in English, but when you when you start to learn swim, you also do like this, and you so you stay you know above water. But if you if you try to live like this all the time, it's exhausting. Yeah. And at some point, you just cannot do it anymore. So you so you go down and down and down, until you well. At least for me, it was that way. That when I finally reached just the the, the bottom of that pit because I I tried to commit suicide, but I was found. And then I was put in the psychiatric ward, in the closed ward. And and there, the first night already, it I had this strange... I was met, actually, by a very, very kind nurse. And that was already so soothing, in a way. And then the next morning, it just hit me, this thought where, or this, this voice, whatever it was, came to me and it said, Caroline, since you are now here in this world, why not just make the best of it? And then there, this, this calm came over me and I thought, but that's true. I can choose to die or I can choose to live. And I know I could reach this place because I went down and down and down. So I'm, I'm actually very grateful that I did what I did. Because mm -hmm. I, I see now in hindsight, I, it just needed to be done.
Yeah. I just needed to be in this dark place in order to to see some light again. Yeah. From a personal point of view, Caroline, absolutely. Yeah, again, I resonate with that. But I think then when we kind of make sense of our vocation, our calling, our reason for being life, and certainly I'll say it again, as spiritual warriors to help and, and, and to offer light and guidance to, you know, to those that may be in that position that we've previously been in because we found a path and a way out of that darkness. And so it's to guide them through that. And and what I actually say now is every sickening blow that I took from my violent um, stepfather uh, and I observed my mother taking, and this went on for years, these were not one-offs. These were almost daily occurrences. Um, but I'm so grateful for all that because that's given me the insights and the empathy and the understanding, you know, and, you know, the sc- the physical scars I've got on my body, I honour them. I honour them. I don't glorify them. You know, they, they don't dictate who I am or what I've become, but they're part of that process that's led me to where I am now. And there's no, you know, we talk about forgiveness. And, and, and if I'm honest about it, Caroline, and I'm, you know, I'd be interested to hear your views about this, but that forgiveness, you know, that F word, um, it's not been easy at times to let go of people that's been so so evil at times and so cruel. But I think from a mentoring point of view, when you have actually got the other side, you do realise actually it's only our own, well, I can only speak about my own experience, but I know this is shared with many other people such as yourself, but this thing that we've got called an ego that holds on to things, this human part of us, yeah, but you must win and you must get in first and don't ever let anybody do that again. And all this, you know, this bravado and this very raw survival techniques, I suppose, that that we learn. And, you know, I think it's about having the awareness to say, okay, I'm grateful for that because it kept me alive. But that's not who I am anymore either. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and that's about choosing again for yes. me. That's really about choosing again. And um, I was so grateful when I also when I started to to read in A Course in Miracles, which actually teaches us that there is another way to perceive the world and that we are actually projecting everything. So in that sense, it's very good to to take your responsibility and see, okay, so in what kind of movie have I put myself in? And uh, of course, I had already been grateful for the abuse and everything. And I know that sometimes people think it's a strange combination, those two words in one sentence. But, you know, it's true because Exactly as what you said, Paul, it's so helpful if you can just look at at what it brought you because it also made me feel strong. Yeah. It didn't break me in the end. I have great, great stamina. I have endeavor. I mean, those are words I really, really cherish. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yes, that gratefulness, that was there already. And, of course, I wanted to take responsibility but once I could really feel what forgiveness meant, it took me to a whole different level. Yes. Yeah. 
all of a sudden I realized, oh my goodness, but this is all my own doing. Mm -hmm. Wow. So if that was my own doing, other stuff can be mine as well. And, and then there is there, this other phase in wakening up, for me at least, that actually I don't really have to choose, mm -hmm. finally. All I have to choose is to think with Holy Spirit, to think with the guidance, to let myself be guided every day. And of course, sometimes I just suck at doing it and because I'm angry or you know, things happen and I sort of forget it. Like what you said, ego kicks in, which, which happens, of course. Mm. But once I get aware of that I'm doing that, I feel, oh, but now I can choose again. Now I want to choose for love. Now I want to choose for Holy Spirit. And I just ask, okay, so what should my next step be? Or even like now I'm, I'm in the midst of a, of a divorce and it's, you know, it's getting a bit ugly for me at least because my, my husband, almost former husband, he's, he's getting very um, ugly and not nice. It's, it's as if we cannot be in a conversation anymore. After 35 years, I just don't, I almost don't recognize him. And then I get in, into this frustration or anger or sadness or but I yell at him and um, I get in all those personal things. And then I thought, oh, but now I can choose again and I can look at him as I want to perceive the world since we are all children of God. And he is, as I am, just searching for his way to cope. So this is his way. I have my way. And um, who am I to judge, actually? I don't, I don't want to be there. So there are days I can really be with this energy. And it's very, very helpful to be there, not to feel my heart pounding all the time, feeling stressed, cannot sleep, because there is this faith. There is this faith that we are always at the right time, at the right place. And I love that word there, Caroline, energy, because one of the challenges I have, you said something about this course of miracles. And one yeah. of the uh, consistent comments um, that comes back to me, and I'd be really interested to, to hear if you get this as well, is why do you talk about all this soft, fluffy stuff? It's not real. And my response to that is very simple. And it's this. I have lived a life, and that's why I love what you've shared with us, Caroline, at what I call life's coalface. It's been dark, it's been graphic, it's been real. So I don't come from some, you know, fuzzy-duzzy world where everything, oh, this happens and that happens. Um, I come from a very, very, very real place. Very real, as do you. But, and we've mentioned the word already a few times, Caroline, we have choices. And the choice was made a few years ago that I do know personally don't want this darkness, this despair, this anguish, this hopelessness, all these, the, the, what is the point? There's no point to me living. So let's end it. Because uh, I've been there as well. So I understand and empathize with you yet again. So we have that as one, which is the fear. That's fear, as you alluded to with your husband, isn't it? He's, he's struggling to make sense of this. 
in, in whatever shape or form that takes, because that's his story and that's his journey. And we can't do that as much as we care for people. Uh, we can't live that. And, that. and that can be a hard lesson to learn, can't it? You know, when we're on this, um, certainly on the road to recovery, that letting go. Um, so what I say is, okay, you imagine a coin, flip a coin, this heads or tails. Once doesn't matter whether it's heads or tails. One side is called fear. The other side is called love. And this guy, and I get this kind of semi-regular when I go back to my hometown in England, um, Caroline, with guys particularly I've grown up with since I was a kid and they've seen all the colourful ex exploits I used to get into with the fighting and the drinking and all that nonsense. Oh, you've changed. You've really changed. You're not the same anymore. You use all this soft, fluffy language and it's like, are you on drugs and all this kind of stuff? Well, I'm on something that's a lot stronger than a drug. Yeah. If that's your label, because I don't deal with labels, by the way, but if that's your label, that's fine. But it is a question of choice. So on the one side of the coin, we can have fear. If you're not happy with your life, flip it again Sooner or later, there's going to be another side of that coin that comes up that says love. And that is where lightness, you're not looking over your shoulder, you're not a bag of nerves, and, and you've got a real, real life, a real life. And the irony of that is that mask that we wore in those days was just that. It was a lie. It was a mask. It wasn't real. It was something that we'd concocted in our mind under the banner of survival. Yes. And that's it. So have a choice. So if you think I've gone soft, great. I'm really glad you think I've gone soft because the point is I'm extremely happy. And by the way, if you still want to step into the boxing ring, yes, we can still do that. But I'll laugh when I'm evading your punches. I won't strike out because to use that, going back to that energy terminology that you use, Caroline, for me, what I dance with now is people's energy. So imagine somebody's giving, striking out and exuding negative energy, either deliberately or not. What I learned to do is, okay, that's coming towards me. I'll deflect it. I'll deflect it. I'll deflect it. And if it gets through one of my blockages or deflections, then it's a case of letting life happen through me, not to me. And there's a big difference, isn't there? Definitely, Paul. Very well put. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And yeah. it's about having that dance with the universe, isn't it? And letting, you know, I have debates with people about, you know, whether she's male or female. It doesn't matter. It's like, you don't. she hasn't got a gender. To me, she's, you know, when I, this is only my personal opinion, but I massively believe that, um, and, you know, where when, when Dyer talks about the divine femininity, I believe the universe is, you know, we don't call old mother nature, the, the word mother, it's female. There's no coincidence in that. And so the universe, this beauty, this nurturing, this love, even on a human level, we go back to the days of the caveman. You know, it was the woman, the female, the feminine energy that stayed home, looked after the cave, reared the young, gave love. You know, kept the cave in some kind of order. Why the the masculine stroke caveman just went out and got food? Um, you know, and to me, there's 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 great learning in that because yes, things have changed over over evolution. Of course they have. But do you know what? For me, that 
that still holds true. So I think it's about learning a new language and a new way of being based on choices to say, okay, universe, show me the signs. I'm, I'm ready. I'm able. I want change because of this suffering. I mean, yes, yes. I, I must say, I, I don't use the, the word universe for me, it's Holy Spirit. Yes. And um, because I actually, I, I am more and more into wanting to see that we're actually in, a, in, in origin, in a pure non-duality. Yes. And, and because in love, there is no opposite. Mm. And, the, and I feel the more I can look that way to the world, it's it's getting less and less hold on me. I mean, mm. even with disasters in the world and attacks and, and, you know, all the... And don't get me wrong. I sometimes feel that if I say this, people think I am like a heartless so-and-so, but that's not true. The thing is, yes, I do have compassion, but I do not suffer with whomever it concerns. Mm. And I think that's that's very important because I think it's very, very important to look behind the form and more and more be aligned with this non-duality. Because to me, that feels as close to God as I can get. Mm-hmm. And that is my biggest, biggest wish to awake and be more and more awake in that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the... The, the most intimate relationship we have, Caroline, I believe, is with ourselves. And when I say ourselves, that is that sort of God small g. Because whatever that higher source is, and some call it consciousness, some call it awareness, some call it universe, some call it source, whatever, some call it God, Allah. It's different for all of us. Yes. But it is that higher power and the things that happen within you know, that source, that higher power um, that we can't on a human level, we can't even begin to understand. So for me, it's about and I can only speak, you know, about my own. I need to get out that little goldfish bowl that I was swimming around and round and round in thinking I was the big fish. Well, actually, no, you're a little fish in a little goldfish bowl. Get out of that little goldfish bowl and go into life's big oceans and see what life really is. And so on the duality as well, and I love that word and the non-duality, I absolutely love that because my acceptance, Caroline, personally is that I am at one with the universe. She is me, I am her. That is my most intimate, precious relationship above anything. You know, and I've got three kids, I've got grandkids, I've got a girlfriend, you know, I've got all this kind of stuff in my life. Yeah. And sometimes people don't understand, well, surely your family are. But yeah. with that, me being the very, very, very best I can be, what have I got to give to my family, to my friends, to, to my lover? I've got nothing to give. So my first responsibility is that most intimate of relationships with, in my case, the universe. And there is no, dual, no duality because I am a very, very, very micro part of what she is. And the energy, the vibrational energy that we share. And I liken it to this situation, Caroline, with this this gadget here called a mobile phone. And I think we've all got one of these, uh, these yes. things. <laughs> and what I say is this. Okay, so on a human level, 
I could be like a mobile phone running off my own battery and I'll talk to you and I'll talk to you and I'll talk to you. However, just running off my own human battery, sooner or later, that's going to go flat. And then, Caroline, where are you? Caroline, Caroline, I can't, Caroline, I can't hear you. Caroline, talk to me, talk to me, please. No good. It needs some external energy. It needs an external source to reinvigorate, repower it, to re-energize and say, okay, now have another conversation or do another good deed or do whatever. In other words, carry on living, carry on communicating, carry on loving, growing and all that kind. And that for me, so this little thing here is just a small version. Uh, this is who I am. I'm like a mobile phone, but I need that energy plug in from an external source, which in my case um, is the universe. And I always find that useful, Caroline, to say to people when we start talking about duality, well, what does that mean? Um, so, and that's a fast, I mean, we could have a great conversation another time, another place just on duality and non-duality, but, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, bringing this back to taking responsibility for our own world, I want to, you know, to try and reinforce what I know is your powerful story, because obviously we have the benefit of, you know, not great in-depth conversations, but enough, uh, coincidence of energy to know that, there is some power in the messages. Yes. So if you was to say, Caroline, or if I was to kind of put you on the spot and say, okay, imagine that time when you're leaving that physical form of the body that we know called human life. Mm -hmm. And somebody that was not really, uh, had been on the path or the journey with you, and you'd got kind of 30 seconds to say, or a minute to say, this is the message. This is my legacy, what I leave to what we know as humankind. What would that be? Wow. Ooh, that's a question, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Joy. I hope. Yeah. Yes. Joy, playfulness. So encouraging, inspiring people to live a life of joy. Absolutely. So within that, and I want to play devil's advocate here, Caroline. So there you are struggling for the last breath uh, uh, and all this. And so you say to me, and I'm an observer. Okay, Caroline, yeah. you've just told me joy. Now that's took you five seconds to say to me joy. There's still another 25. How do I find that joy woman? Tell me, tell me, I want to know, tell me. Well, the funny thing is you can go back in your mind and you have definitely encountered joy and love in your life. Everyone has, despite our stories. And the beauty of it is that it is something you cannot see. It is something there is no proof of in the physical form so it's actually all about going back to so it's all in my mind yes i can choose to go back to that feeling of joy or not and that's it isn't it do you know honestly it is as simple as that is it not definitely 
Caroline, is there anything you'd like to add? I mean, that was quite sort of deep and sombre. Is there anything you'd... I don't know where we really go after that, to be honest with you, but uh, I'm sure we'll find a way if there is a way. But is there anything else you'd like to add in terms of, you know, your powerful message, whatever that may be? Well, you know, for me, what, what I really like is I love to work with archetypes. And I think it's... It would be a very nice thing if people who are listening now would like to go and search within themselves what are certain parts of me that I am living now and what parts of me are really longing to go out there. Where am I keeping myself or holding myself back, keeping myself small? And where, if I would dare to go, where would I put more energy in? Yeah. That's what I really, really want to invite everyone because we ha have all so much potential. And for me, the language of the archetypes, um, like for instance, one of my, my strongest archetypes is the mermaid. And for me, the mermaid means that I, I dare to dive in deep. I dare to go to the bottom and I love you to come with me and then I can show you it's not as scary as you think it is yeah and you know in the fairy tale often the, the sirens or the mermaid are, are being uh, ridiculed or are being um, put in a, in a um, negative frame because what the mermaids did was they lure the men onto the cliffs and you, you know and then you would drown or there was this little mermaid in Copenhagen who so much wanted to be with this, with this prince that she had to lose her tail and have pain walking only to be in his neighborhood. So, and we, but we don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. We don't have to lose anything as long as, as we dare to dive in and have faith that everything is beauty yeah and to use to kind of go back to the non-duality philosophy caroline one of the things that i've taken from that i've actually followed a, a guy called rupert spira um, first met him in the states two or three years ago and he just his simplicity and his his practical nature of how he described this detachment from this human form that we think we are and how we think we are our mind and one of the, the how I've made sense of that in later years is, uh, well, in subsequent time, shall I say, later years, it was only two years ago, um, is the fact that, you know, our mind is our best friend, but it's not us. This little finger is not me. This right hand is not me. This left elbow, whatever, it's a part of me, but it's not me. Doesn't define who I am. And so it's about having that higher self to be able to look down and observe these human things that we do. It's almost like doing something, but then it's like having a little brother or a little sister who you're watching. And, and when he or she's in this kind of other behavior, whatever that might be, it's like, OK. And then putting that arm around and say, look, maybe you shouldn't have really done that. Look, you know, why did you do that? Um and take the learning out of it and just smile. 
and that is the epitome of fee of peace for me to, yes. to to sit still and observe yes well with psychosynthesis where i come from i'm, I'm trained as a psychotherapist we call it to to disidentify Right. So I, I, I have a body, but I'm not my body. And I, I have my thoughts, but I'm not my thinking. And it's with feelings and it's with longing, because longing is, is very powerful. Yeah. And really get us in, in not so nice places. Because then we get into this feelings of lack and the things that we think we need in order to be happy, etc. But that again is also another topic. My goodness, we could talk for hours, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what usually happens with um, on on sort of uh, when um, you know a guest such as yourself for the first time, we kind of go all over the place. Yeah. And then what we do is exactly what we've done. We've identified certain pieces that maybe we need to come back and dig deeper on that or come back and do another episode and dig deeper on that. You know, and I always, always ask myself, what learning is there in there? Because obviously it's not just a case of me and you talking for the sake of it, but what learning is there in there for our listeners? And um, that's why I asked you to sum up a couple of moments ago, Caroline, if you know what, what would be your parting message um, and I think for me, if I can be allowed to have the last word, it would be simply that we do have choices and whatever's gone off in the past is the past. Just look at the word past. There's great, there's great sort of, uh, you know, great learning in that it's past. So take the learning just as when you drink, you take the nutrients and you pass the rest as waste. And it's the same with experience. Take the learning the nutrients and pass the rest as waste because if you keep that toxic waste within you and hang on to that it will destroy you as we've started this uh, podcast podcast episode caroline by um, sharing our stories so how can people get to get in touch with you caroline find out a bit more about your practice the work you do um, that kind of stuff oh they they can visit my website it's called Good Life Guidance, and um, I'm on YouTube as well with some interviews and some meditations. And then they have to type my name, Caroline Hook, H-O-E-K. So that's Good Life Guidance. Yep. Dot com? Yeah. It's in Dutch and in English. Excellent. Goodlifeguidance.com. Right, superb. Caroline, it's been an absolute pleasure. And as you say, we've kind of identified one or two things that uh, I think there's a definite need to regroup and do another episode. And we'll dig deeper on that, not least the duality thing, because I think, you know, for the learners yet again, there's there's immense, immense progress to be had by understanding this thing, that this duality, this, you know, we serve two masters and we don't need to serve two masters we only serve one, which is called ourselves, and that connection to source. And they are as one. Definitely, Paul. Beautiful. So there we have it, listeners. Um, I trust and sincerely hope that was useful. Um, the delightful Caroline, obviously, for sharing some some real um, some real personal stuff there. And, I, and, and you know, that's, that's to be massively respected. So, um, yeah. So hopefully things to think about there. And I think I can say with some surety that me and Caroline will regroup. We will have further shared insights and 
you know, they are for the benefit of the listener, you, the listeners. So until that time, please take care. And most of all, keep loving and keep the faith. Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success.